Rush Nerds Unite. It's the Ludini Rock and Rush Podcast. We have assumed control. We have assumed control. Welcome back, boys and girls, moms and dads, and children of all ages to the Ludini Rock and Rush. Not rock and roll. No. Rock and roll, but rock and rush yes. podcast. Very specific. We are here once again to discuss about our favorite band, the greatest band of all time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Rush. Oh, yeah. There is no other. There is. Did a, you see the little meme that I, I tagged you and Lillian? Yes. <laughs> I've seen that before, and it's so funny because I knew that. There's a guy like, and what it is, it's one of those cartoons. looks like it's kind of like from the 50s, mm-hmm. and a guy's holding a record, I think, up, and he goes, check out the beginning. Was the Spirit of Radio or something like no, that? No, 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 no. Is, is it Hemispheres? Hem- some, beginning of Hemispheres. Yeah. Uh, uh, Alex Lifeson starts out with a F minor 7 sharp 5 ad, whatever, you know, yeah. and he invented that chord and blah, 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 and the girl, the woman is sitting there, she's knitting or something, and the bubble buffer says, just kill me or yeah, something right? like that. Kill me now or something. <laughs> and it made me think of Lily. Exactly, right? <laughs> so, uh, but we are back again to talk about Rush, our band. Yeah. The band of bands. Real quick, Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.com is our website. Check it out. Ludini, Alulambardi Music.com is under repair. I, I don't know, cloud, blah, 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 hap broke or something. Oh my. And I'm paying hundreds of dollars now That's uh, to get it fucking fixed. So my good buddy Joe Freeman, who has been on the podcast, you guys haven't talked. We haven't talked in a while. Yeah, uh, he's uh, you know he's working on it right now. <clears throat> so we'll get we're getting that back together, and you'll, my music and everything will be available to you guys again nice. very soon. Uh, Wolf's Customs Online for great uh, custom artwork done on your musical instruments, and please let's not forget our good friends at RockRageRadio.com. Yeah. Download the absolutely one hundred percent free Woo. app. It's one hundred percent free. And why would you do that? Because it's great music programming mm-hmm, 24 mm-hmm. fucking 7. I mean, it's just like, <clears throat> it's very fucking cool. And you guys need to subscribe to it. Like, John and Gigi are like just, they're doing so much, man, for music. These guys are like, they, these, this is like, they're a couple, sweet couple, who's just really passionate about music. And they've just taken this on. And um, they also have a country, um, uh, like a website uh, or country app version or app. Yeah. You know, oh, that really? They, that they do too. And I do not remember the name of it. And I don't want to say it wrong. We'll so check it out. <clears throat> if you happen to be into country music, it's something you might want to check out. But rockrageradio.com, download the free app. It's really fucking cool. There's so many great uh, personalities on there. It, it, it's a, just a great group of folks. So check it out. Um, and yeah, so I uh, wanted to uh, real quickly just uh, welcome everybody back to the podcast. We had a really good time last week, and mm-hmm. next week is going to be fun too. We are working on getting a few more voices here. Yeah. Our friend Eric Anthony, I would love to get him get him on as a yes. regular part of the show because yes. he was in. Uh, he was a rock. He was a roadie. Yeah. Um, and he has a lot of great stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I he's guess a roadie, he, not a groupie. Right. I just want people to realize that. No, he yes. wasn't a groupie. Yeah. He was no, a roadie. No. Um, worked for tons and tons and tons of bands, yeah. mainly with lighting. And so I'd like to get him on. And we're talking to some other uh, folks. Um, Bill Damiano is always down. Um, he's always asking for people to be on his. So go to buildthescene.com, musicfrom412.com. And if you're in a band or whatever, message him because he's always looking for artists to come on. <clears throat> And he pr- pr- promotes the living shit out of you. One thing that Bill does is very cool is he gets out to live shows. He's also a very talented photographer. I play guitar. I don't have time to learn photography, but right. Bill's a f- 
fucking he's there. good photographer, and he's out there trying to promote you guys. So check him out. Music from the 412, buildthescene.com. Um, okay, so we want to get into our favorite band of all time, the greatest band in the world oh, that ever happened, ever in history ever of anything, that history. ever, ever, like a fucking ever. Yes. You know, I mean, I'm telling you right now, like Mozart and uh, Beethoven yeah, okay. and those guys, they came back to life right now, and they heard Rush, they right. would just quit. They'd be like, They'd be I'm like, not no, making it. Well, this is it. That. Rush, this yeah, is it. That, right. That's all there is. Um, so the what a lot of folks forget about Rush mm-hmm. is that like there were three kids right. who got inspired by the music that was on the fucking radio. Right. <laughs> Just like, you know, me and Mr. Pittsburgh have. Mr. Sure. Pittsburgh here, by the way. I'm hey, sorry. everybody. Okay, Mr. Pittsburgh's in the office. In the office. In the, I am Mr. in the Pittsburgh's office. Mr. in the office today. Uh, oh so yeah, I think that those drugs I took are starting to kick in. So it's gonna wow. be a good podcast. Um, wow. You know, I was on the train to Bangkok. Were you? Yes. Let's put it that way. Let's just let's just say I I I I, I rode the train to Bangkok aboard the Thailand Express. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I didn't make too many stops along the way, but I did stop for the best. <laughs> Sorry. Go. Somebody stop me. Stop Bones, it. Bones, help you... me out here. Bones. Thank you. Thanks, Bones. Bones, we go everybody to bring us back to reality. Bones, so lo- Bones loves Rush. Yeah, he he's does. A rush, he's a Rush nerd as well. He does. That's why he's here. Yep. Yeah, thank see, you. He's excited. Thank you. He's excited. Nice. Excited. Excited. Put it back in your pants, Bones. Thank you. Oh boy. All right. Just because your name's Bones, I don't mean we need we to look at Bones. We don't need to see it. Uh, anyway, so um, a lot of people forget that these guys were just like you mm-hmm. know rock and roll musicians. They yeah. just wanted to play rock and roll. Yeah. They were turned on and inspired by, you know, a lot of the same music that people that kind of came out around that time were inspired by. You know, exactly. they were just they were they were just as inspired by '60s rock and everything. The way that last week we talked about these great guitar players from the '70s, like Ted Nugent, and Rick uh-huh, Derringer, uh-huh. and guys like that. You know, <clears throat> they were turned by on, turned on by all that stuff. Um, so I'm going to uh, so so they did a record, and this is something I never thought that they would do, and I was so glad that they did this record. The oh, album yeah. is called Feedback, and it is a it's Rush's uh, covers album. It's they they're playing this music yeah. that inspired them that they loved growing up, and I remember hearing this and listening to this on the old um, music streaming service called Mog. Oh yeah, Mog. Yeah. And I had discovered, and maybe you had already known about it, mm-hmm. but it actually hit. I was like, what the fuck is this? And I found it and I listened to it. And I think that it, you know, Stu and I, Stu listened to it with me. And I think that there weren't enough like Getty Lee bass solos for him um, <laughs> on it. But I really loved it. And, I, and this is a side of Rush, I think, that people don't realize. And this is the band that did, you know, Livia Strangiato, Bye Tour in the Snow Dog, sure. um, uh, uh, 2112, Hem- 21, Hemispheres, Hemispheres, all yeah. these kind of like, you know, songs Big like Free Massive. Will yes. and The Trees and these songs that are like heavy kind of ideas. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's reading Ayn Rand and all. Speaking of Ayn Rand, yes. I'm reading Anthem. Oh, are you? This is more horrifying than most of the horror novels I read. Really? Yes, it's about a dystopian future. Right. It's right. really fucking terrifying, it's especially in light of what's happening what's in our going world today. On now? I highly yeah, recommend everybody go out and read Anthem by Ayn Rand right there away. You go. But anyways, <clears throat> so you know he, he is. You know, there's all these heady kind of things going on in Russia's music that people forget that they're fun. Yeah. 
They're, they're like, you know, I was uh, telling Mr. Pittsburgh that I just listened to Rick Beato's interview with Kirk Hammett, which I'm going to get into more and more detail uh, next week. But one of the things he said was, he says, me and James write riffs that we think are fun to play. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's mm-hmm. like, he's like, you know, he's like, James, you know, we're going to have to play this for right. at least next 10 years. Right. <laughs> you know, so they're like, <laughs> write something good that we enjoy. Like write something we're going to enjoy playing. Yeah. Um, you know, so... You know, it's it's got to be fun, and and Rush has been this is because they people forget that they that they are fun, funny mm-hmm. guys. Yeah, have you ever seen any interview? They're, they're not hilarious. sitting there spouting philosophy. Even Neil Peart, mm-hmm. very self, whatever he's interviewed, he's very yeah. self-effacing. Kind of, you know, he's always got kind of got a smile on his face and having fun. He's never, you know, you know, like a heavy dude. Um, what got you through this tour, guys? Soup. Yeah, we really we had really good soup on this tour. That's, that was their answer. That was the actual answer to an interview. I can't remember who it was. It might have been. It was probably Alex Lifeson because I think it was Guitar Player Magazine. Uh-huh. But I remember reading um, them. He they were asking, well, how do you get through the? What do you do like to pass the time on the right. tours? And he was like, I'm reading. <laughs> He says, I just finished Shogun. He says, the reason I read it is because it was long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought yeah. I was going to need something long. So, like, these guys are just, like, chill dudes. You know, they're not. Yeah. Uh, but they're just, they just want to have, uh, so they have a fun side to them. And I think it really came out later on. Like, when I saw them live, you know, they did the whole thing with the South Park. Mm-hmm. thing when they did Tom Sawyer right, you know right. and they've always tried to get involved well they were involved with Trailer Park Boys yes, uh, yes. you know they, they were involved with South Park they've been involved uh-huh. in different funny I, I just I love know. you man the movie yes. I love you man but 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 yes 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 the song that I listened to I was out of, I was out running at Boys Park on Sunday and the song that the song that came on first yeah take off eh the Great White North. Thanks, Giddy. Yeah. Ah, oh, take off. That was so cool. Because back in the day, we didn't have the internet. We didn't know really what these guys were like. Where they were, were coming like. from. Yeah, unless you heard them like, you know, unless you heard like the Red Beard interview on Westwood One. Right, right, but, right. But you know, people, well, most and people And all of a sudden, here's Geddy Lee on Bob and Doug McKenzie's album. You're like, it said a funny. lot. Yeah. And said, he was funny. Yeah, it said a lot about yeah. the kind of like people they were. You know, yeah, they were exactly. just chill guys, you know, and they have a little bit of fun. Uh, didn't take themselves too seriously. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, so they were, uh, this is from the album. Now they have a great website. As I was saying, they have the. If you go to um, rush.com and mm-hmm. click on albums, there is detailed information about every album. It's so neat. Wow. They they publish yeah. the uh, the liner notes, the lyrics, everything. And this is uh, what this is from the rush.com. I'm going to lean in real close because I'm going to read this well. Good luck. Um, it's nice and big. I think yeah, it'll be you okay. Can, you can read. And the rest yeah. of it's going to be reading from my device. There you go. Celebrating a career of filling arenas, selling tens of millions of albums, and playing songs with which a generation of rock fans came of age, the boys decided to have a little fun with the music they grew up with. Feedback is an EP, so it's not even officially an album. Mm-hmm. So we said this is their shortest album, but for an EP, it really it's got, still got eight fucking yeah. songs yeah. on it. Uh, Feedback is an EP of cover tunes released in 2004. It features covers of songs by The Who, The Yardbirds, Love, which mm-hmm. this is the only song I did not know, the Love song, yeah, yeah. Cream, Buffalo Springfield, and more. The album marked the 30th anniversary of the release of Rush's debut album. Yeah. The album was produced by David Leonard and Rush, recorded by David Leonard, mixed and engineered by David Leonard. 
Uh, Phase One Pro Tools recording Michael Jack and the assistant was Jeff Muir. Muir, Muir, Muir. Mastering, I said master. <laughs> Steve <laughs> Markison, Mark of Marcus and Mastering in Hollywood. Pennsylvania mm-hmm. management Ray Daniels Ray. SRO management Toronto <sighs> executive production Anthem Entertainment equipment and care and feeding Lauren mm. Wheaton and Rick Britton <laughs> art direction illustration and design by Hugh Syme 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 and the photography Andrew McNaughton oh Andrew so the album contains the uh, Summertime Blues, Heartful of Soul, For What It's Worth, The Seeker, Mr. Soul, Seven and Seven Is, that's one song, Shapes of Things, and Crossroads. Yeah. Now, we're going to go through them one by one and sure. give some detailed information. But this is from the liner notes. And this is written by the, uh, the professor. Ah, the professor. Himself. Yes. Um... <clears throat> of course, and, and by the way, the, inst- the musicians on the album are Getty Lee on bass, guitar, and vocals, Alex Lifeson playing all the guitars, electric, acoustic, and mandola. Ooh. The mandola. Is that the mandola effect? Yes, it is. And Alex, it's named after Alex's right. mandola. Mandola. Right. Drums yes. and cymbals, Neil Peart. So we'll get into all this. But um, this, is, uh, this is liner notes written by the, the professor himself. Uh, there is a typo in this. I oh. did find a typo in it, and I will try to correct it because okay. I was reading it earlier. Uh, the room in suburban Toronto was dimly lit with bead lights, lava Ooh. lamps, and candles. Nice. Patterned rugs, guitars, amplifiers, and drums were scattered about the floor. The guitarist, bass player, and drummer locked into a fast blues jam. A relaxed acoustic number? A traditional rock anthem as the music spiraled out the air filled with the sounds of feedback backwards guitar electric 12 string and electric sitar the lava lamps vibrated on the straining amplifiers everything was very very beautiful mm. it was april of 2004 but getty alex and i were channeling back to 1966 We thought we might record some of the songs we used to listen to and the ones we painstakingly learned the chords, notes, and drum parts for for, and even played with some of our earliest bands. Ironically, first of the many of these uh, 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 were cover songs that we played in other local bands around St. Catharines, Ontario in the mid-60s. The Who and the Yardbirds were both introduced to me that way. So that there's a there's a typo in that sentence. What he's saying is that like these so the, these songs were actually covered. Some of these songs were were the ones that they the versions they heard were actually covers. Oh, the covers. Yeah, they yeah, hadn't I, heard the original. Yeah, they hadn't heard oh, the original. Like Summertime Blues by The Who, but it was originally by Eddie Cochran. Exactly. Cochran, yes. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> a couple of years later, my own first band called Mumbling Mumbling Something. Uh, from a little Abner comic I shall forever have to explain played Cream's Crossroads and the blue cheer version of Summertime Blues 
As the at the same time across the lake in the suburbs of Toronto, Alex played for what it's worth in his first band, The Projection, mm-hmm. and later with Getty, they also played Mr. Soul, Shapes of Things, and Crossroads in early versions of Rush and other bands with names like The Dusty Coconuts, nice. Waterlogged Gorilla Fingers, Oh my gosh, <laughs> Wild Woodpecker Review. I love that. I, I love like these band that. names. Hey, if you guys aren't using them, I could use. Could I use them? Yeah, yeah. And the Aqualine Dimension of the mind the aqualine Mm. dimension of the mind depending on the day Mm -hmm. uh the other tracks on this collection are songs we like from the era that we thought we could cover effectively (laughs) meaning not too many backing vocals and have some fun with the music celebrates a good time in our lives and we had a good time celebrating it neil peart all right 2004 atlantic records anthem entertainment so there you have it not too like much What's the word that I want here? Uh, it, it, this is the thing that I that I've discovered about Rush. Over and over and over and over. Every time I think that, like, like I was reading the um, uh, Neil Peart talking about the trees, and I was mm-hmm. ready for some like, yeah, this is a song like about communism. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. No, no, it's not. He said, well, "What if trees got like into a fight?" <laughs> you know, just like you know, um, and just thought it'd be a fun idea. And he liked the imagery. And and once again, as with Rush, they're, they're kind of simple dudes in the sense that like there's no some there's not some big thing behind this. Mm-hmm. It was just like oh no, it's been That's thirty silly. years. Let's just yeah. you know. And also, it was so unexpected when I heard this record. My it filled my heart with joy mm-hmm. uh, just to hear them just raucously playing yeah. this the, these great songs. I for for the most part think that they're really good. I don't really hear there's nothing on on the record for my ears and eyes, Mr. Mr. Pittsburgh, what he thinks that is like objectionable or I don't no. think fits or whatever. I mean, is there anything that sticks no, out? No, not you? at all. Like it's, it's like three like, guys that grew up listening to these songs and they 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 knocked them out of the park. And like I said, there's a couple songs where you can tell it's Rush because they add their own little yeah, things yeah. to it. Yeah, but they nonetheless, they put their really good. They put a little good. flair on it. Yeah. So the the album kicks off with this is a this is such a classic mm-hmm. song. Yes. I remember my parents driving around listening to the oldie station mm-hmm. and hearing Eddie Cochran's version of this, um, but it's a little different. Yeah, the way Rush plays it. They, yeah, they play a little. They play. They play. Play a little bit different. <laughs> No, he doesn't do that. <laughs> Kidding. I can't. Sorry. You ruined the entire oh, song. Great. You're I'm an little, asshole. Man. You know it now? Oh, yeah, yeah, now. Okay, I want to talk about the production of this thing mm-hmm. because what I hear is um, the all the sounds. That it, 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 maybe I'm wrong, 
and I've not heard them discuss this. Okay. But what it sounds to me was like, while they didn't go back and totally like recreate um, the original sounds on the records or anything like mm-hmm. that, they gave it much more of a production that you might think of Rush doing if Rush would have came out in 1967 yeah, and, and they were playing these songs. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. It has that kind of kind of that, that sort of drum sound. The guitars are really like, it just sounds like amplifiers turned mm-hmm. off really loud. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Alex, is, I mean, it's like a guitar player's dream. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, when you get something, I think if you're not a musician or you're not a guitar player, you don't understand, is when you have that thing cranking like that and it kind of feels like what ends up happening, the thing kind of comes alive in your hand. You get like mm-hmm. the, Mm-hmm. The, you're you're negotiating the 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 amp roaring with the pickups and trying to control feedback and things like that. Yeah. And there's that vibe. To, mm-hmm. to is what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. It really has that kind of like you know just crank turn up to eleven. Yes. Kind kind, kind exactly. of vibe. Yeah. You know what I mean. Do you remember the artist from? Um, I'm going to say his name wrong. His last name's Sweet. Not the guy from Striper. Okay. Um. Matthew Sweet. Matthew Sweet. Matthew sure. Sweet. Yeah. But he sort of, when he came out, he sort of had that overblown mm-hmm. kind of like yes. the guitar sounds like it's like the like the amp is just about ready to break. Yep. Kind of sound. Yep. You know what I mean? And that's what this sort of reminds me of. And they took out those little. They took out the lyrics that are in right, those little right, breaks. right. Summertime. Now, I think that's Getty singing harmony with himself. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, you can tell. All these years, yeah, Alex hasn't learned to sing. What the fuck? I mean that is freaking huge sounding. Mm-hmm. That harkens back to their first album too. Like when this, when the song first started, I'm like, that sounds like a, the original Rush. Yeah, you're right. It you know has I mean? that John Rutsey era cranked up. <clears> all the, kinda, yeah, yeah, no really... kind of signal processing. It's just like loud guitars and drums. It's very. Yeah, cool. I mean, I, they, I, I, yeah. I bet you they had a blast. Doing yeah, this. this was this. Yeah, it sounds. It sounded like it was a lot of fun. It sounds like it was a lot of fun to, to do this. Uh, but that is the song Summertime Blues. Let's mm-hmm. talk about Summertime Blues. Let's do Summer, it. Summertime Blues is a, um, is a, is a, um, some might call it a chestnut. Like it is a, it's part of, I was thinking about this today. There is a, uh, I was going to bring it over for the pipe. We're not doing oh. video anyways, but I have it in another room. It's yeah. called The Real Book. And The Real Book oh, yeah. is, okay. a, is a big, thick book mm-hmm. uh, that you get as a musician mm-hmm. because it has songs that you would very likely be asked to play. play. Yeah. And for for most, for the first part of The Real Book's existence, it was mostly th- music by people like George Gershwin, Cole Porter, mm-hmm. Hoagie Carmichael, sure, Duke Ellington, sure. people like that. There may have been later, well, no, I don't know if there's a Lennon McCartney in there or not, but 
I what happened was so I so I got the you know I ended up getting the real book and mm-hmm. <clears throat> trying to learn autumn leaves and take the A train and satin doll and all this stuff. but that's this catalog of stuff that's yeah. like and people would do the lot you know you would very often artists would put out albums where they didn't write songs there were so many great songs mm-hmm. they would like how can I what how can I do satin doll in a new way right, or right. whatever um, and so that happened okay and in the in the early Early in the late 1980s, early 1990s, this came across my desk, a, an addendum to the real book. Oh. Okay, that's about maybe not quite, maybe about a third was a, it was about a third as thick. Mm-hmm. So I figured 1989, 1990, 1990, okay. somewhere around there. Um, and it has songs in it by people like this. Yes, Lennon and McCartney. Sure, Donald Fagan and Walter Brecker. No way. Sting. Yeah, people like that. Oh wow! So now there's a new set mm-hmm. of, st- and it was really dawning me. I'm like, yeah, because like it, and like what had happened a few years before, Miles Davis had put out uh, versions of Human Nature by Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. He did an awesome version of Time After Time by Cyndi Lauper. It's just stunningly beautiful. Um, and he got like criticized. You know, you're just playing mm-hmm. pop tunes. Like, hey, no, hey, he wasn't. Hey, he was yeah. like, these are the new standards. Uh-huh. This is the music. This is what you know. And he was, he was, of course, he was always ahead of his time. <clears throat> but you know. This is the catalog, and that's what Rush is doing here. They're playing the they're playing the catalog. They're playing the right. songbook. Right. This is like this is it. This is like what you got. You know, if you want to play these are these these songs should sort of be songs that you should at least brush up again. Like exactly. At least get it. You know, play through a couple times. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Watch a video and guys showing you how to do something on it. You know, get some kind of like background on them because this is the foundation foundation of it all. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and nowadays it's so funny because when <clears throat> when I was uh, coming up, a young man playing music, like corporate gigs were always bands that played the real book type stuff. Right. They were doing all that. Now corporate bands are playing Led Zeppelin. <laughs> Right, and Leonard Skinner mm-hmm. and Bob Seger and Black yeah. Sabbath and yeah. stuff like that. You know, those are that's the new standards. Right, it's really interesting. Um, so that's what this stuff is. Let's move on. Let's 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 give a quick thing uh, about this song, "Summertime Blues." Uh, is a song co-written and recorded by American rock artist Eddie Cochran. I was, uh, was a joke. Eddie Cochran. It? it was written by Cochran and his manager Jerry Capehart. I would bet this. Yes. Mm, what's I'm looking for the date 1958 mm. F50 so it was released in August of 58 okay so it means probably written in 56 or 57 sure knowing what we know about people like Alan Freed and yes, stuff like that yes I would believe this Eddie wrote the whole song himself, exactly but the manager's like you got to put my name on it too exactly. or I'm not going to help you make any money yep. with it yep <clears throat> originally a single b-side it was released in August of 58 and peaked at number eight on the billboard hot 100 September 29th, 1958, and number 18 on the UK singles chart. See how good I can read when I can say. Yeah, you, when you how can How did see I do with the Neil fun. Young, Neil, thing, very, Neil Peart thing? That was good. That okay. was good. Neil yeah, Young Peart. Well, Neil you Peart said Young. 60, uh, 77. Well, that was the only one I messed up. Yeah, I know, and I'm very proud of you. Okay, okay. Uh, it's been covered <laughs> by many artists, including being a number one hit for country music artist Alec Alan Jackson. I did not. I, I, I did not know, know Ed, that. Ed, that's I wild, know that. wacky stuff, Ed. Uh, and scoring a notable hits uh, inversions by Blue Cheer, The Who, and Brian Setzer. Mm, that's right. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. right. The last of whom recorded his version of it in 1987 for the film La Bamba. No. In which he portrayed Cock. That's right. Yeah, he remember? Played, yeah. Yep. 
Um, but anyway, so a lot of people I've covered. That is summertime blues. Yeah, yeah, blues man. And it's not really a blues <laughs> song per se. It kind of is. Yeah. It kind of has a little bit of blues structure to it. Yeah. I'm like, let's not, we could be here all night. Yeah. Uh, I, this is one of my favorite songs. The, the, the Yardbirds were a band that like, my parents would drag, would, drove, would drive around and like, mm-hmm. because this, Paul and I were not, my sister and I were not old enough to like date. Right. Okay. We So we weren't old enough to date <clears throat> and we weren't old enough to drive. Right. So like, we're still really under our parents kind of thing, but sure. we were like yawn, like we were so over yeah. our parents. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we would live, my parents had insisted on listening to their music. W, uh, WJPA. No, no. WJPA was in Washington. What was the one? Not JHS. W. Mm. Oh man. It was a big oldie station in Pittsburgh for, for, for WWSW. Yeah. There you go. Wish. No, no wish. But anyways, I can't remember. But three it was w- a three w- WS is maybe it was, was was it three W? I it was remember three w- they, it was they, w- they played the original classics like from the fifties. Yeah, okay. Stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> so every once in a while, something by a really cool band would play, mm-hmm. like something by the Rolling Stones or something by the Yardbirds. Ooh, yeah. And the Yardbirds were a band that like caught my ear. I was like, Nah, this isn't. This isn't the four coins in a fountain. Like, right. This is like, right. yeah, these guys are doing different. something. Yeah. So, yeah. so this is, a, I love this song. I, this is one of the sweetest guitar riffs. Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> it starts with the amp yeah. coming yeah. on, you I know. Let's listen to that again. <laughs> nice. And Getty, and I don't know if the bass plays on the original along with the guitar or not, but Getty does play along with it. I'm going to start it again because I just love it. More cowbell. I got the fever. I got the fever for more pow kill. Cowbell. Pow kill. (laughs) Or pow kill. Are you feeling all right? I'm enjoying this. This is fun. This is a lot of fun. yeah. Yeah. I want to talk for a minute too. We didn't talk about this on the line. I wanted to mention on the mm-hmm. last song too. The vocal production on this, okay, like the vocal production on the line, summertime blues. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a. He's singing through. It sounds like he's singing through one of those old sweet, yeah, like tube preamps. Or yeah, something exactly. Like and there's yeah. a little bit of hair mm-hmm. on it. You know what I mean? There's a little. If you listen to a lot of songs, especially when. Like Chuck Berry and old blues guys, like they, they couldn't capture music is because they didn't have digital stuff, whatever, right. as clean as they can now. So a lot of the sounds, like their voices and stuff, they're overdriving the microphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's very, it's, it's, uh, mm-hmm. you, you listen to like Howlin' Wolf and some of these guys. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and even other artists like that. There's, there's artists where they're like, you can really hear, um, how the, um, that, equipment flavors mm-hmm. and i th- i probably yeah. probably back in the day engineers like oh man we should we need we to clean this, this up like you know what i mean now it's but like, now it's a cl- you know one of the yeah. it, w- this is completely off topic but uh not off topic but like not rock and roll is go and listen to bing crosby's original version of white christmas okay and you can hear that voice sounds like it is in smoked drenched velvet. 
Mm-hmm. And it's the product. Mm-hmm. It's like the microphone. Yeah. And you can practically, you want to put your hands up to the speakers and feel the warmth of the tubes. <laughs> like it's got that. Yes. It's so like, it's amazing. Um, but this, so the, so the, so the last, last song had a certain vocal character uh, quality to listen mm-hmm. to this. Yeah. Listen to this. Sick at heart and lonely. Deep in dark despair. There's, mm. if there's any reverb on that, it's pretty far down on the mix and it's like real mm-hmm. long tailed, really just kind of blending in. Yeah. It sounds like he is whispering in your ear. Exactly. It's very cool. Very cool. Thinking one thought only. And there's a notch in the mid range somewhere. Like it isn't a full sounding right, kind of right. vocal. You know what I mean? It almost sounds like kind of like equipment that wasn't able to capture mm-hmm. the full range exactly. of frequencies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really neat. Where is she tell me where and if she says to you she don't love me. And Alex is doing that awesome that guitar work in the background. Listen to what he's doing in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got no, octaves listening. going with the now there is a lot of reverb on that and it's almost like a like a a cello or like, mm-hmm. it's, like a, it's like just singing out. Listen to it. She don't love me. Just give her my message. It's still sustaining. And I know that if she have me back again. You hear him hitting harmonics. Yeah, yep. There's all if you listen. All there's a lot of, of neat little things in this. I'm gonna yeah. go back a second. There was mm-hmm. harmonics. I always love this riff. I think it has a like mm-hmm. a high lonesome kind of sound yep. to yep. it, almost like like a guy um, on a horse. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Going across the desert or something. It has yeah, almost yeah. that kind of vibe. There's like 16 guitars playing that line. Yeah. Listen to that. <laughs> you know, do you feel the awe? Hear the uh-huh, awe guitar uh-huh. come in there? And um, it's very cl- echoes the melody of the song mm-hmm. very much. It's yeah, not. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's perfect. Like you, he doesn't need to throw some little shred lick in there just to just to prove that he can play. You know what I mean? Yeah, you were talking about the background vocals earlier, and you thought it was just all Getty. You know, if you if you listen very closely, I can hear a little bit of Alex Lifeson in there too. I think you're full of shit. Shut up now! I tell you what. Not if she have me back again. There's a guitar doing that. Like a week of just listen. That's just crazy. That's just so That's fucking good. I highly crazy. recommend it. If you've not listened to this album in a while, go back and listen to it. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that it is um 
This is such a great song. I'm really looking forward to talking about it. So, but let's talk about Heartful of Soul real quick. All right. Give you the Heartful of Soul is a song recorded by English rock group The Yardbirds mm. in 1965. It was written by Graham Goldman. It was Yardbirds' first single after Jeff Beck replaced Eric Clapner. Eric Clapner. Eric, Eric Clapner. I said, <laughs> I, I, it's always a joke. There was a, I can't remember which politician, it was during the Clinton administration, uh-huh. referred to Eric Clapton as Aaron Clapner. And so oh, I always okay. call him Aaron Clapner. That's great. Uh, as lead guitarist, uh, released only three months after For Your Love, Heart Full of Soul, mm-hmm. reached the top 10 on the singles charts in the UK, US, and several other countries. Heart full of soul yeah this next one is um i think this is such a great song and it is such a great lyric and this is a song that is very timely for the times in which we live in right. um a lot of people were playing it and when when people went facebook shut this you know facebook anytime somebody finds something cool to do on your platform mm-hmm. you shut it off there was a um during the pandemic people were getting out their guitars or right. their whatever and right. just doing a cover just, song yeah and Facebook closed nine. it down. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they yell, yeah, just like a little nine, the fucking nine, Nazis nine. they are. Um, but um, there was a lot of people that brought this song back out during the pandemic. do this one uh because buffalo springfield has great background vocals mm-hmm. and stuff and there's not really that here they're not really doing that a lot of people have covered this um this is one of the better arrangements you ever heard ozzy's version of it i don't think i have it's okay yeah it's okay. yeah sorry all right that's probably why i haven't heard it's ozzy it. yeah. it's ozzy it's ozzy Bed lines being drawn. Nobody's right if everybody's wrong. Did you hear that? Mm-hmm. I want everybody to listen to those words. Nobody's right. This bed lines being drawn. Nobody's right if everybody's wrong. Nobody's right. Ooh. If everybody's wrong. Correct. Say that to yourself daily. <laughs> That's right, dudes. Come on. Some good fucking ideas in this song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Young people speaking their minds. Getting so much resistance from behind. There's harmony. From, oh, yeah, okay, from yeah. behind. From behind. Something like that. Nice. Next time we stop. What's that sound? Everybody look what's going now. Fucking dude, give yeah. me goddamn fucking yeah. chills, man. That's that no, I can hear a little bit out again. <laughs> what a feeling. So that's like fuzz with wah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And probably yeah. like, probably really mm-hmm. fucking um, 
like some sweet like Vox Wah or something like yeah. that, that like we'll never get. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, one of the things we're going to talk about next week. Yeah. Oh, man, I, I got to make sure I make some notes. Um, is, I saw, saw a great, like, it was an interview, but the person wasn't interviewing him. I don't explain. They, like, submitted the questions, and he okay. answered. Okay. Tommy Shaw. Oh, interesting. <clears throat> Very fucking interesting. It's not right. well filmed. Right. It's yeah. a, um, the video isn't good. It's like, like, he's, like, talking to his, like, cell phone or something okay but it's really interesting and he tells some great stories but i okay, want to talk cool. about that on next week's show but right. um that is um fucking that's they, like amazing I, I just i think it's so amazing how they catch they've captured the vibe of that music by you know just like you said the vocals yeah let me it, tell you why they did it okay let me please, tell you let me tell please. you how they, i'll tell i'm gonna reveal me, the Ludini. secret i'm gonna reveal the secret okay why this is so good why rush oh i mean like really like we're sitting here going oh, they're so good it's fucking rush mm -hmm. they're fucking great this is what great musicians do yeah a great musician doesn't just do his thing when he's called upon to maybe try something new he steps up to the plate and gives it his That's fucking a, all yeah. there's a um fa uh, a concert where uh, it was a tribute to buddy rich uh -huh. and neil got up and played his ass off yeah. i mean in like you know gary matassa and i talked gary matassa is probably pittsburgh's premier drummer mm -hmm. um well, he and i talked about this and he was like you know it was like you know neil sounded great but he did not have that jazz thing okay you know what i mean but he yeah. sounded great played very competently mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know some guys were kind of a little bit of you know kind of silly like tom, i believe tommy lee played oh, like Lord. some i think some, some uh -huh. people of that some couple of people of that yeah. played yeah. you know they sold tickets you sure. know what I mean? Yep, yep. <clears throat> it was somebody like him. Maybe it was Scott Gorham. Not Scott Gorham. Um, what's his name from the from? Uh, oh, he got kicked out of Guns and Roses for being on heroin. Oh, what's his name? What's Sorum. Matt Sorum. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it was okay. Matt Sorum. Somebody okay. like that. Uh, but there's a couple guys of that ilk in there. But you know, like, but these guys are like they they come in. And they don't like try. Well, we're Rush, man. Mm -hmm. So like this needs to have like a spoken word section over here, yeah. and then we need to have something where Getty plays in five twenty nine, and <laughs> Alex plays in six seventy eight, and like you know right. I play you know whatever conga like, in the no. midst. No, we just play the songs. We like the song. We just want to make the song yeah. sound good. Yeah. How do we make? How do we? How do we just make the song sound good as if we were playing the songs and wanted to make them sound good? Exactly. Period. Yeah. No, like they, they, they didn't overthink it. Exactly. They pour the heat. A thousand people in the street singing the songs and the carry Such a great tone. He is, oh man, like he is such a great guitar player. <laughs> like it's good to hear him play like that too. Like right, right. he doesn't really get to do that in Rush very exactly. often. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just fucking great. We could, we could, again, we're gonna listen to the. Yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's listen to Lou and Kevin nerd out to it. Maybe to that would be a good podcast. Just nerd it. out to a record. Yeah, there you and go. Listen to the whole thing. I don't know. Um, we're gonna move on. If you guys want us to do these and play the whole thing and and everything, Comment we on like them? yeah, like um, it's kind of like mystery 
Science three thousand, yeah, 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 that thing. But you know, we're not, and we're we not could, ripping on it. We like really we, dig we, this shit. We could do records where that we goof on. Oh boy, that could be fun. That might be interesting. All right, very you know, good. we'll pick some like uh, Britney Spears shit or something. I don't oh, know. Oh my. Uh, give me a break here. Come on now. Oh, simmer down now, boy. Simmer, simmer down. down. Simma. Oh, I did that to somebody. Did you? Did I tell you this story? No, talk to We're me. We can take a little break from us. I got to tell you a funny All story. Right. So I did this to somebody. Uh huh. Um, she was like getting like <laughs> pissed off about something. I said, uh-huh. "Excuse me, how does Donna Summer's name appear oh, in no. phone book?" <laughs> and she's like, "Donna Summer." I'm like, "No. no. How does it appear? How do they do? It? Don't they put your last name first? She goes, "Okay, Donna." Like, summer, some summer, summer Donna. I'm like, okay, summer Donna. Su- sound it out, summer, some simmer, summer down now. Summer like, down Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Like, I couldn't believe like I made that's somebody great. do that. That's uh, that made my soul happy. Speaking of my soul, um, oh, real quick oh, no. before, before we go yep. to that, yep. let's tell everybody about for what, for it's, what worth. it's worth. This- <laughs> Let me, for what it's worth. For what it's worth. And I, you know, I love the title of this song. I always love it because it's not like he's not saying he's right. Right. He's like saying for what it's worth. For what like it's I'm worth. just, hey. I'm just floating these sides, some ideas. I'm just, yeah. The song <laughs> could have called him just saying. Right. I'm just saying. Yeah. We should write a song that has like some common sense ideas like that in it called. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. Maybe that. Maybe we should start a podcast. I'm just saying. Oh lord. That would be a good name for a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Nobody steal that. That's, that's we are side we, we copy, I'm just, I'm just saying. It's, it's, it's Maybe what we'll do is we'll do a segment of the podcast called "I'm Just Saying." I like that. I'm just saying. I like it. I gotta write this down. <clears throat> write it down because it's a good idea, and we'll forget it by tomorrow. <clears throat> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay, for what it's worth, stop. Hey, what's that sound? Often referred to as uh, simply uh, for what it's worth, is a song written by Stephen Stills. And like, and of course, Stephen Stills became part of Crosby, mm-hmm. Stills, Nash, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Right. Uh, this was performed by Buffalo Springfield. It was recorded on December fifth of nineteen sixty-six. Releases a single on Atco Records in December. So it's the same month. They okay, all right. Wow. Well, that was fast. They moved yeah. quickly then and peaked at number seven on the Billboard Hot 100 in the spring of '67. So at least they didn't like peak at the 100. You know, peak right. at the top right. ten like by January 1st. Like holy fuck, yeah, you know, it was like a race to the top. <laughs> uh, yeah. So great classic song. Mm-hmm. One of those songs that's really like again. This is one of those songs that would come on when my parents were driving around listening to right. oldies, and I'd be You're like, like oh, "This is a good jam." Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I would. I think. I think a song that goes well with this song. Now, I'm digressing for just half a second. Mm-hmm. I always thought these two songs kind of expressed similar sentiments. Um, is the song um, by uh, Ten Years After? I love to change the world, but I don't know what to do. Oh, and he wow. throws out some ideas yeah. that are kind of horrible ideas, but he's still—it's the same kind mm-hmm, of idea. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what to, I'm, I don't know. So I'll, and then what? He, then he finishes with, "So I leave it up to you." Yeah, exactly. You know, so like, think what you want. I'm just, I'm just a whacked out on drugs. Um, yep. Okay. <laughs> so speaking of whacked out on drugs. Somebody, I believe, 
is playing tambourine. Oh. Yeah, I can hear it in the background. You're hearing tambourine? Maybe. I'm trying to now, I'm picturing Getty with his headphones on, his long hair, singing (laughs) and swinging his hips and playing, you know, kind of, I don't know if these guys can dance. Like I would love to have seen. We'll get Neil has passed mm, on. Yeah. Um. But <laughs> I would love to see a dance. A Rush should do like um. Uh. What was that dancing show? Dancing with the stars. Dancing, dancing with, with Rush. The stars. Oh lord. <laughs> oh man. I think we should dancing write them a letter Rush. and say, Rush, we want to produce a program <laughs> for you called Dancing with dancing Rush. Dancing with Rush. One of my favorite songs by The Who. Absolutely. Well, this um, is my, definitely my most favorite song in this album. This the is favorite it? Cover. Yeah, it really is. Why? And like I said, because R30, their R30 DVD, <clears throat> they talk about like uh, this album. And I think they do, oh, what two songs did they do? I know they did The Seeker. And just the utter joy on their face, all three of them, as they're doing this song, you know, it's like, oh, man, they're really digging this. So every time this song comes on when I'm listening to this album, I'm like, yes. The Seeker is a song written by Pete Townsend and performed by English rock band The Who. First released as a non-album single in March of 1970, it is included on their 1971 compilation album, Meaty, Beady, Big Mm. and Bouncy and other compilations. Uh, Pete Townsend, one of the great songwriters mm-hmm. of our era you know of the rock of the classic sure. rock era absolutely um it's amazing that him and um roger are still you know they kind of fuck they were getting the fucking punch-ups right yeah, i know right <laughs> oh my god there's like youtube videos and fa- facebook videos and tiktok videos of bands like punching each other and they look mm-hmm. like sh- they look like chumps yeah they're like the biggest dicks but the fucking who did it mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> You know, um, anyways, uh, the seeker, it's a, just a great song. I I wanted one thing I wanted to add about the seeker was I think lyrically it really kind of goes along with Rush's sort of ideals in a way Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. you know, cause they were always within their lyrics trying to like reach for something new and, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and I felt that like Neil was trying to like, well, you know, kind of always trying to communicate something about the human experience. Oh, exactly. And, you know, he, he explored that through a lot of, different avenues it's interesting when they did like the counterparts album and he started they started writing songs about like love relationships mm-hmm. you yeah know what i mean it's like, very whoa. fucking interesting yeah. to hear those lyrics huh. you know what i mean it was it was i saw a um there's a documentarian he's italian who is produced a series of he he's a college professor mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, he did a does a course on um what is he called cracking the cube Okay. K U B E. Okay. About Stanley Kubrick. Mm-hmm. And like, um, I mean, he is, this guy's really dissected Stanley Kubrick. It's very, uh, yeah. very, very interesting. And um, 
these you know dealing with and he t- and so they were talking about the movie Eyes Wide Shut mm-hmm. you know and like how that's Kubrick's a lot of people say it's Kubrick's most personal film yeah et cetera et cetera, et cetera. so it's like his treatise on relationships and so when Neil kind of started writing songs like that it was kind of interesting it's like, oh, it was just getting kind of, yeah, like a different insight kind of, yeah like kind of a yeah. different perspective this is the rush you know perspective on that on that sort of thing um so you know back to, just with this I guess the, that's why. You know, the seeker is obviously a song about us trying to understand something Learn. spiritually. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, it absolutely is. And so, I, I mean, I'm I know that Neil never espoused any religious beliefs or anything like that. But you know, when you read his lyrics and you read who he was influenced by, mm-hmm. you know, he was probably one of people like, oh, I don't know, like I'm up yeah. to anything. Yeah. I could all be whatever. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, speaking of all be whatever, this song is the. Um, I love this song. This is Mr. Soul. This is another Buffalo Springfield song. This is written by Neil Young, of all people. Oh, wow. Okay, I have to say this. Yes? This really sounds to me like Neil Young was rocking out to satisfaction. Listen to the guitar okay. riff. It's the same riff to satisfaction. I don't, know if, I don't think it's in the same key. You know, like this, you with with Alex on this record, he's like a kid in a candy store. Uh huh. You can imagine he was like, "Well, I have this pedal. Ooh, I, I can try this now. This yeah. one, you know what I mean?" And wow. it had to be a total like, like you know, nerd out guitar fest thing going on here. Um, Mr. Soul is a song recorded by Canadian American rock band Buffalo Springfield. It's the second time we heard Buffalo mm-hmm, Springfield mm-hmm. on this album. It was released in on June fifteenth, nineteen sixty seven. June fifteenth is my sister's birthday oh. but she was born in 68 i was born in 67 okay. paul i'm sorry just let everybody your age oh it's <clears throat> no. a b-side to their fourth single bluebird but of course this song became a bigger hit mm-hmm. later included on the group's second album buffalo springfield again um um this is interesting yeah because neil peart wrote a song called limelight about right. his issues with fame sure and mr soul is neil young's personal problems with fame and disregard towards star oh interesting so you know so they <clears throat> so, so probably i would imagine neil probably may probably vote i mean they didn't have to do like there was a there's a gazillion songs got to pick from and what mm-hmm. i would love to know yes and love to hear yes. are there jam sessions from these where they played all kind of shit yeah and decided what would exactly work like yeah. there might be dude there might there could be like hours of shit you know mm-hmm. i would love to fucking hear them do that that's what a rush nerd i am yep uh yeah mr soul by neil young 
uh, yes. written by Neil Young, by performed by Buffalo Springfield. This is the only song on the album that I must say um, I absolutely prefer the original to. Okay. As much as I love this, I think it's great. Okay, I'm just. They're not. They, it wasn't one of those things that really got me over the original because mm-hmm. I'm such a. It's one of my favorite songs. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, I um, the I I love their version of the Seeker. I think it's absolutely on par with the Who's. Mm-hmm. But sometimes the Who could be I thought could be a little cavalier with their arrangements. Yeah. My just opinion. You maybe you don't sure, think that way. Sure. Do. I don't know. Like sometimes they just kind of there wasn't that much. Whereas Rush seems like seems like they really Very put like precise. a thought yeah. into exactly what they wanted mm-hmm. to do with it. With, with it. Um, so I mean, I was like fine. All of them I've, I've loved, um, but that was the only one where i was like mm, i'm still with the original pretty much mm, okay. on that. but but i but i love it on the album and i'm very happy they did it this is the only song on the album that i do not know okay did you know this song no it's called seven and seven is now um it I, apparently doesn't have anything that may it might we're gonna find out if it has anything to do with okay. the drink yeah the seven wondering. and seven yeah now the seven and seven was my first drink that i drank that had like like whiskey in it okay okay mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. a sort of like seven and seven is you're kind of dipping your toe in the whiskey yep, yep. realm of things okay yes. so yeah when i played with nadine and the dusty rose band i drank seven and seven there you go If you're listening, okay, I should talk. It's a podcast. Yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> if you're listening, if you listen to it with good earbuds or headphones, or whatever, and I'm listening to the studio monitors, there's two different guitars doing two completely different things mm-hmm. in each speaker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really cool. It's really fucking cool. Um, this is the only song on the record that I was not familiar with. This was uh, written by um, Arthur Lee mm-hmm. and, and recorded by his band Love, um, uh, June 17th. Uh, 1966 at Sunset Sound Recorders in Hollywood. Hmm. Um, interesting. That's the name of the album. Seven and Seven's Love. Look at that oh, interesting okay. cover, right? Yes. I'm just not familiar with this artist. No. The song was released as the A side of the Electra single. So the song was called Electra. Mm-hmm. Uh, in July of 66, the B side was No 14, an outtake from the band's earlier recording, Seven and Seven, made a uh, Billboard Pop Singles chart on the 30th of July, peaking at number 33. Uh, the recording also featured on the band's second album, Da Capo. Okay, now uh, describe. So, d- so a little bit about the the band uh, and the song um, is described as a garage rock uh, proto punk. Hmm. The song was later covered by numerous bands, most notice, no, most notably the Ramones, oh. Alice Cooper, Jared Lachey, Lachey and the Aliens, the Electric Prunes, Billy Bragg, the Sidewinders, 
<clears throat> the Fuzz Tones, Robert Plant. Okay. By the way, Robert Plant just had a birthday. Happy birthday. Rush, Alice Bag, and Deep Purple, as well as uh, re-recorded by Lee himself. Huh. So uh, this is a song, I'm, you know, yeah, I learn something new every it. day. Thank you, Rush. I would not right. know the song. But this is a song. So there's two Buffalo Springfield songs on this album. Right. And there are two Yardbird songs. Well. Shapes of things before my eyes Just teach me to despise Will time little bit of echo there like yep, like that like yep, kind of yep. like it's kind of discord distorty kind of echo mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. the uh i love the product vocal production on this it's really on the edges those those fate those faders are hit or not yep. those faders meters or needles are hitting like right into boom, the red you boom, know what i mean boom, yeah yep. it's like it's like crunchy now the trees are almost one guitar is playing like long, mm-hmm. like sustaining chords. The other guitar is almost doing a kind of like a, maybe a Motown or reggae kind of. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Yeah, neat, neat, neat shit. Yes. Neat shit. It is some neat shit. Um, the Yardbirds, man, they just had like a really neat thing going on. This was another one of the songs we come on and we like. What I have noticed so far. Um, the all the songs on this album, with the exception of "Summertime Blues," mm-hmm. have kind of a what's the word? The summer "Summertime Blues" is the only sort of like party rock kind of song. Yeah, all the other ones, the lyrics are kind of like maybe introspective or sort uh-huh. of reflective yep. or interesting. And this is this song is no different. Um, "Shapes of Things." Uh, is a song by the English rock group The Yardbirds with its eastern-sounding feedback-laden guitar solo, anti-wear, pro-environmental lyrics. Several music writers have identified it as the first popular psychedelic rock song. It's built on musical elements contributed by several group members in three different recording studios in the U.S. and was the first Yardbirds composition to become a record record chart hit. (laughs) Uh, When it was released as a single on the 25th of February 1966, dudes, (laughs) the song reached number three in the U.K. and number 11 in the U.S., but you know, I would bet the number one song from that week or whatever is probably nobody knows. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like so many yeah. times that we've seen this happen over and over. Oh yeah. You're Some like, song oh, that's like what? never really, really gets the number one, but yeah. it's like you know, 50 years later, everybody still singing. Yeah. It. Yeah. Exactly. Song features Jeff Beck's um, uh, musical use of feedback, which he learned to control by finding the guitar's resonant points, mm-hmm. bending the strings, etc. Music writers have called his work groundbreaking and cited its influence on Paul McCartney and Jimi Hendrix. Several yard birds recordings with uh, Beck uh, later with Jimmy Page have been released. Um, this was reworked. This is so cool. Uh, there's a great reworking of this on Jeff Beck's album 
truth and rod stewart sings it oh really and it's they do it with like kind of a different they do it with like a different um groove they give oh, it they give it they give it a different groove it sounds great on it but it, it is it is different and it's great to hear uh like you know a few years later mm-hmm. <clears throat> the album closes with you know what i consider like the launch what a lot of people consider the launch of heavy music okay and and that was cream sure. a lot I, I mean people have like said that they are sort of like um like proto metal in some ways okay you know uh very famously ginger baker has said that you know the drummer for cream has said mm-hmm. that uh uh the birth of heavy metal should have been an abortion <laughs> um <laughs> oh mr baker beware <clears throat> of Mr. Baker, but mm-hmm. as we always say, but it, it, you can hear the beginnings of that super heavy sure. thing in the beginning, you know, Sabbath is either a breaking around the same time or just around the corner. But, um, the live version of, uh, crossroads by cream is, um, this would make this probably the oldest written song on the countdown today That's right. on the album uh, this is written by robert johnson robert johnson and we will get the exact notes on that in a minute but um it was um he, like clapton's work on the, during this whole period is considered extremely groundbreaking mm-hmm. and even people like eddie van halen said it was a huge oh, yeah, influence yeah. <clears throat> on him so um let's listen to alec uh, who i'm sure alex lifeson loved eric clapton like is what you know you can mm-hmm. you can hear that especially in the early uh, sure. rush uh playing but let's listen to what he does what uh, alex does with this <laughs> fucking great playing yeah, that yeah. i mean this you know you can the band that wrote working man mm-hmm. is here that's yeah, that's, that's these guys. them yeah that's that's yeah, it yeah. that's 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 them right there um they Listen, can this album hear. really it almost revisits their their initial their their debut album just because of the rawness and kind of the excitement of rock and roll i think you know after being uh rushed for 30 years to actually go back to where you came from I, I think it really shows in, in this album, you know? This is the first solo he takes. Very much a not... He's not playing Clapton solo note for note, mm-hmm. but he is echoing it, absolutely. I 
love how I love. I this might be better than the original. Shh, sorry. Ooh, Don't tell anybody I said that. I, I because because Getty Lee's bass mm-hmm. sounds so fucking good. Yeah, he yeah. is. He's you can and you can hear that he's influenced by Jack Bruce. Mm-hmm. But what he's doing is, and that tone he has is awesome. I mean, it's almost, it's not quite as crunchy as the guitar. Right. But he's been fam- he's famous for playing bit, with yeah, distortion, exactly, you know. Yeah. And, and in a three-piece band, in a situation like this, where they are, like, here, there's no sequencing, there's no, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it really fills out the sound. It sounds fucking right, great. Right, right. What I would love to to have heard them do, mm-hmm. and I'm, it can't be done now because Neil Peart yeah. is, is gone, but... For them, after it would have been funny, it would be interesting if they would have been so inspired by this that they would have gone back and maybe done an album later on where they played their greatest hits but did them with this production. Yeah, yeah. Like, could you imagine cool. like Tom Sawyer? Right. No, no synths. Yeah. Nothing yeah, like, you know, they've, ro- got, yeah. they've got to really do it as a three piece rock band. Yeah. That would have been interesting. If anybody could do it, they could. <clears throat> they could have done it. I mean, it. like, yeah. people wouldn't. I mean, people, will, people, will you go to here? I know that there's a um, version, there's like a reggae version of Working Man. Have you ever heard that? Yes. Okay, they yeah. do it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, it's okay. Yeah. Um, people really want to hear them play a song like, like, uh, Tom Sawyer, and so they mm-hmm. want to hear the Tom Sawyer, Tom Sawyer. Mm-hmm. You know, if they did something else, people go, "You're playing it wrong. No, that's wrong." Yeah, but, well, I, but, what's his name? Uh, Getty's already said that because, like, as time went on, they would kind of loosen up their style and have a little fun with their songs. Um, oh, the, the one, uh, the one DVD I have where <clears throat> they're doing Twenty One Twelve, and um, I think he has a. A pirate, a parrot rather, on his shoulder as he's singing. <laughs> and instead of singing, we are the priests of, you know, he said, we're the pirates. He goes, and people got pissed off at that. He goes, you're singing it wrong, just like you said. It's a Rush fans are like that. They're like, you're going to do it right. Because we were just trying to have some fun, you know. <laughs> no fun allowed. It's a rock and roll no, concert. There's no. no fun allowed here. Rush. Everything has to be precise. Let's hear that solo again. <laughs> I'm hearing Hendrix in there too. Yeah, yeah. Do you hear what Getty Lee's doing? Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Nice fill. Yeah. He took a real long fill. Yep. We haven't talked about uh, uh, Neil Pierce playing too much. But that fill was really cool. He starts yeah. it out kind of way back and brings it in. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Nice. I just air drum to that. Yeah, you couldn't that see it. Yeah. But yeah, that's um You can run, you can run. Tell my friend boy Willie Brown. Oh, Willie Brown. 
Oh, wow. There ain't but one school dies down in the Delta. By the waters and then electricity. You can hear there that his toms are wide open. Uh-huh, exactly. That sounds fucking nice. great. That's it sounds fucking awesome. Uh-huh. Crushing. A lot of fun, man. Crushing, dude. That is some of the most crushing shit mm-hmm. I've ever heard in my entire yeah. life, you yeah. know? Um, what is your... Uh, do you have a personal favorite <clears throat> on the album? Well, yeah, The Seeker. The like Seeker. I said, yeah, The Seeker. I, I, I'm a Who fan. And actually getting to see them on the DVD play it live and just the absolute joy in their face as they're playing it and having fun. I'm like, you know what? That that's And you could tell. That's the music they grew up with. That's the music that inspired them. I, you know, listening to this album today again, um, I, I was kind of chuckling to myself, going, "How did how did Neil handle this? Because Neil is Neil Neil Pert, and you got to admit, a lot of these songs are just very basic rock and roll songs. There's no crazy time signature changes, and I bet you he had a fucking blast." Yeah. I bet you he like. Oh no! I, why I can just play the drum? I got to worry about all that. Yeah, exactly. Shit. <laughs> like I can just have fun with this and not have to worry about. Oh, I got to do this. I got to go over here. I got to switch it. I bet you he had a lot of fun. When we were preparing for our podcast on Neil Peart, I watched some interviews and he confessed that like, you know, they could have um, train wrecks. Oh yeah. That like he says he says there's times when somebody he's all. T- is for like, somebody to re- not remember like what measure we're in, like have a right. brain fart, and it happens, you know. Yeah, there, like, there are videos on YouTube, <laughs> and it's know. like wow, like there, there, there is one where Neil screws up; he gets lost in the yeah. song, <laughs> and it's like wow. Now, like if if um, I don't think I've ever seen Getty screw up. But I've seen Alex. No, I'm going to tell you right now, Getty Lee has screwed up. He's just good at not right. showing it. <laughs> that, that's the key. That's the, you Where just, Alex, you who show. has a very good sense of humor, will actually point it out and make fun of it. You know, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, um, you, you know, it's very, uh, yeah, I mean, like, there's stuff usually, like, you can you want to fuck with. But I don't know, like, I think it is very cool. I was very tickled, like I said, that I, that's the best just way I can describe it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it was really cool. Like, they did something and they, and they yeah. didn't do it pretentiously or yeah, anything like, like that. Let's have some you know, fun. Let's do this. And I didn't even, I didn't even know this record had even really happened. I was like, damn. Yeah, it, it kind of flew under the radar when it was released originally. Yeah. yeah. yeah it was yeah. after the fact that I'm like, oh, really? They did this? Oh, okay. See, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of Kevin probably. He probably was there at fucking National Record Martin today came out. I actually do not. I have all of them except this one, believe it what? or not. Yeah, do you believe that? What? 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 what, what? I listened to the whole record twice today. I listened to it on my computer and then I listened to it on the YouTube music app. Mm-hmm. And um, the YouTube music app is very. is. I'm kind of digging it. I, I canceled Spotify and um, I started using it. So you get it as part of your subscription to YouTube. Yeah. And um, so I listened to this whole record and then I just let it, it played stuff kind of, re- you know, what related it thought to. would be yeah, related. Yeah, yeah. And I heard some actually very cool shit. Um, I heard a band that's going to be on my new and notable called Black Mountain. <clears throat> yeah. I'm going to have, uh, so I heard them and yeah, they played the song um, Type 
by Living Color. Do you remember that song? It's a cool song. I think it's on the second album. Yeah, yeah. It's really it. it, it, It's very cool. Um, but they play. They played this song. I love this record, and I don't know a lot of people that like it. It's the album is called Fire of Unknown Origin by Blue Oyster Cult. Oh, okay. And they have a song. Their most famous song on that album is Burning For You. Uh-huh. <clears throat> but they have a song on the album called Joan Crawford. Oh. And the chorus is Joan Crawford has risen from the grave. Nice. And I, the fucking Joan Crawford played in that, in that part of the mix. I'm like, well, God damn it. <laughs> So I think oh. I'll keep the I think I, I think Ed I think I'll keep that app. Yes, yes. Boink. Well, it could have had something better than that. But sure, that's very good. I, I like that better. one's much better. All right, guys. So the rush feedback. Yeah. I don't really know what else. What other? What more feedback I can oh, give you I on it? Thanks. I'll be here all week. No, 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 no. Try the veil. Um. Mm. Yes, yeah, so it was a. Uh, Check it out. If you haven't listened to the album in a while, go listen to the yeah. whole thing without us talking over it. Yeah. <laughs> um, LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com is a website. Uh, visit often for Ludini-related uh, news mm-hmm. and uh, events and information, as well as to become part of our inner circle group and um, get access to all kind of fun stuff that you can't get anywhere else, interviews and things like that. <clears throat> LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com, RockRageRadio.com. Download the free app and listen to great uh, programming like the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus 24 7. There's all kind of great shows on there, and you want to check it out. Uh, and wolfscustoms.online is where you get great uh, custom um, work done on your musical instruments. And don't forget to visit our friend Bill Damiano uh, yes. over at buildthescene.com and musicfromthe412.com. Okay, guys, Mr. Pittsburgh, is there anything else you'd like to add before we uh, boogie on? I like Howdy. Rush. I like Rush. I do too. I they're like, nicer boys. They are. They're they're not bad for <laughs> you know for some you know Canadians, eh? eh? Oh yeah, they're okay, you know. You know so. All right, we're gonna get out of here. Have a good one. We'll catch you on the next wow. Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. See ya.